The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works in giving you a boner. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Besides from me reading this, it's made in the U.S. of A. America. And... Since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we'd like to thank them for sponsoring this train wreck of a podcast. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of Saint sincerity and stupidity. How many RPMs would it take for the Julio copter to actually fly away? And how many fumbles would happen as a result? (laughs) Well, that's a trick question because you can only fumble once. If you're not having fun when your team is 11-2 and winning back-to-back division titles for the first time in 50 years, then you need to stop watching. And now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrough. All right, let's start the show in style. Spot the holder down, the kick is up. Magical. Welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's a Tuesday. The Saints are 1-0 and in first place. And yesterday nearly fucking killed me. Uh, Dave, you were in attendance. That stadium was. was loud. People were into it. It was amazing. And I don't even know where to begin where to start what was your uh reaction because me and andrew talked about it on the on the show uh this morning on oh, the, I've, the, the recap what was I've, your I've, what was your immediate reaction I've, to it oh i've got a lot of got a lot of thoughts i've got a lot I, of thoughts i want to thank the defense because the defense was so terrible that they allowed the saints to win if they'd have been just 10 percent less terrible i don't think the saints would win like they had to be the perfect amount of horrible at the end of that game to give the Saints a chance <laughs> to win. Well, and 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 obviously you couldn't have been surprised. I mean, just 
before we even get into all that, because I, I want to get into all that, but uh, <laughs> before we get into that, before we get into that, um, you know, you mentioned the crowd. I thought from at the start of the game, the crowd was crazy loud, and it. I really was thinking to myself, you know what? I, it feels like we're picking up right where we left off last year or, or earlier this year, technically uh, picking up right where we left off at the NFC championship game. Now it wasn't people yelling, you know, from, uh, you know, immediately following the play for every down, but I mean, they were loud on the first series when, uh, when the saints were on defense, they were loud on third down. Uh, but obviously things calmed down once the game got underway and the saints started losing and kind of took the crowd out of it. I'll also say there were a lot of Houston fans. And I mean, I'm not surprised because Houston's only a five hour drive. Uh, you know, a good excuse to come to New Orleans. My flight but, was 50% full of Houston fans. Maybe, I mean, there maybe were a lot I mean, on Monday. You know, I have seen, I have seen the saints play. I, I haven't actually fact checked this, but it's, I, I, it's gotta be pot true uh, that I have seen the saints play every single other NFL team in the Superdome. And by far the, Pittsburgh Steelers fans have traveled the best, but I mean, man, the Texans fans, Houston's, they gave them a, Steelers fans a run for their money yesterday. You know, normally the fans are in like one. And what's really weird is that, uh, that the saints gave back that the Texans gave back some of their allotment of tickets. So obviously most of these people must be buying them on secondary markets like uh StubHub or SeatGeek, one of our sponsors or whatever. But, um, but I mean, normally they're in like one corner, you know, just like I was when I was at sprinkled Tulane at all the throughout. Game. Yeah, they were the whole lower bowl. They were all over much of the lower bowl. So I was, I was really. Did surprised. they sing? I couldn't make it out. I think they were singing. Uh, that yeah, song. They had some sort of the stars are blue. Uh, oh, what's maybe. that song? You're, you're, Deep in you're the heart the of Texas. Texas. That's the song. You're, you're out of all the people on this podcast. You're the one that lives in Texas, so you should know that song. Yeah, deep in the heart uh, of Texas. Is that what they were saying? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't but, make it out either. I didn't know whether it was some oh, like Houston. Andrew, we have a little bit of break. We have this. Uh, we have breaking news. Ted Ginn got Aaron Colvin of the Texans cut. The Texans cut Aaron Colvin. Tonight, uh, he was the one that gave up the pass to Ted Ginn at the end of the game. Uh, he's making $8 million from the Texans, even though they cut him today. Uh, so Bill O'Brien must have been mad as hell at him. Uh, but Ted Ginn is a one-man uh, recession, apparently. <laughs> well, so let's talk about the end of the game. So, you know, I was surprised. I was, you know, Peyton did the right thing. Uh, when the Saints had the ball with under a minute left, you know, he he did three running plays. He forced the Texans to use all three of his timeouts, uh, of, of their timeouts. And I thought for sure, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't disagree with running on the next play. Um, and then obviously they let the clock run down and they called the timeout. Uh, but I was a little surprised because I thought that Peyton might have been a little more aggressive. It was uh, long, though, wasn't it, Andrew? It was like third and 11. It was third. It was long. Um, but I I was kind of surprised, and it makes me wonder if maybe, you know, he was had he had the NFC Championship game in the back of his head because mm-hmm. in that game, in that game, he... I thought like, that, too. 
yeah, he elected to pass and it didn't work out. So I kind of felt like he was a little more conservative than he normally was. Yeah, maybe um, playing the odds a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, and that's fine because you don't expect your defense to give up 75, 80 yards in two. Well, before you, before you go there, there's just one thing I want to acknowledge because I don't think we'll ever remember this kick after everything else that transpired. But that 47-yard field goal that Lutz made, makes there, that is a, that is a huge kick. Because if he misses that, then the Texans are down three and... There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard... We think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. In great field position, and they, they absolutely can tie the game if not win it. Right. And I just uh, – I'm sure we'll talk about the 58-yard or plenty, and that that's odd, that justifyingly so will we'll kind of be what everyone remembers, but – I just want to point out that 47 yarder, like that, it took stones for him to hit that. And that was like, a can we, huge kick. Can we talk about the kick for a second? And I didn't know this until I my flight landed in New Orleans and I saw the gifts and stuff. Him and Morstead were celebrating as soon as it left his foot. Like they were literally him and I mean, Morstead I had were not high fiving, but they were doing like some like <laughs> choreographed thing where like. It was still in the air, like 30 yards away. And Morstead on Twitter was like, when you know, you know, which is pretty awesome. I mean, I had a a great view of it. Uh, I mean, I was right in the middle of the entire path from left to right. And, I mean, as soon as he kicked it, you could hear it. Uh, I mean, he definitely hit the shit out of it. It was definitely a louder (laughs) thump than like a normal, you know, it was more of a thud. Um, But when he kicked it, I mean... I knew immediately it was a very low trajectory, and I knew immediately that it had the distance uh, just from where I'm sitting. I just can't tell whether it's straight or not. I have to look at the screen, but I knew it had the distance. See, I don't not. even – for a big kicks. Have tweeted, a couple of people have tweeted this, and I wholeheartedly agree. He could have made that from 60. He, he I don't look at the screen. Distance. I look at – I just – and I can't really see the ball because I'm at a weird angle like you. I just look at the crowd behind the goal, and, and as soon as he hit it, they were pumped. And I was like, I think it's gonna get there, like you know, because um, the the crowd will tell you, right? Like if it's if it's if it's down the middle or whatever, or or or, or kind of iffy, the crowd will literally like, <gasps> and you can you can hear it from from the end zone. So I I was con- he- I was convinced there was gonna be a flag. Like everyone, <laughs> I was watching with I was watching with my dad and and my son. My son my son stayed up, and they're both going ape shit, and my wife too. Like they're all just celebrating. And I'm, like, I'm, a flag? yeah, I'm, I'm just like, okay, what's the catch here? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so I want to go back. 
So after they make that kick, I texted you guys. What did I tell you guys? After after Lutz made the first kick to go ahead by six, and I texted. Oh, them. oh, you said. Uh, well, I said that I was close to because uh, I, I had picked twenty seven twenty, and at that yes. point it was twenty seven twenty one, and so I was like, man, I called the score almost perfectly. No, 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 no. I said. And, well, I thought you you respond. You, I thought you were responding to that. And you no. were like, "This is." I thought you were saying that I like screwed the Saints. No, as soon oh. as soon as as soon as Lutz kicked it, made this made it the lead six. I said, "We've seen this before." We, we did. We, know we how saw the, this exact then, thing I, versus Cleveland last year. The I exact said, same play this. to score the touchdown. <laughs> they even I, missed I, the kick, but the Texans got another another crack at it. Like it's literally the Cleveland yeah. game, play for play. Just the Cleveland game. There's been other games too. I mean, I, no, I but I mean the Cleveland it, it game had is a similar. Ravens sprinkled in right with the missed extra point. Yeah, Ravens too. Uh, but I mean, Cle- I just thought of Cleveland because it's at home and the play was almost identical that they scored on. But I texted y'all and I was like, the yeah. Texans are gonna fucking score here. I know it. This is this is. <laughs> I mean, and negative I, I fucking negativity creeping I mean, in. Freaking unbelievable. I mean, you, you, just, you just can't be surprised. But I mean, I'm just and, and like. You know, like Peyton said, it's a good thing. Uh, and Peyton seemed in the press conference. I got the impression the post game press conference. I got the impression he was really pissed uh, about the defense and, and giving up that yardage. I How think could he, he felt, not be? No, I, I mean, know, I know, I know. But at the same time, he's. I mean, he's he's seen this movie too. We've all. I mean, we're all in the same movie theater. This is the f- this is the fourth collapse of this defense late in the game in two years. You got the Minnesota disaster in 2017. You got Cleveland. And Baltimore, and this one, am I missing? And, and I, am no, I, no, the Rams. Well, yeah, I mean the Rams. I don't, I don't necessarily count the Rams as a as a collapse because Greg Zerlin, like that that kick was a far kick, and it wasn't like the Rams went down in 15 seconds and scored. I mean, the ones mm-hmm. that I'm talking about are Minnesota and this one in Cleveland yeah. are utter collapses. And Baltimore, yeah, yeah. I mean, Baltimore is. Close to an utter collapse, but the Rams I don't really put in the category. But if you wanted to, I'm not going to argue with you. Um, so, but this no, is a I problem. Like saying. the end of the game, like it's a problem. And the thing is, Dave, I felt like in the game, Dennis. I felt like Dennis Allen had no idea what he was doing. I feel like he was like, I'm going to try to cover with eight. Ah, that doesn't work. I'm going to try to blitz. Ah, that doesn't work. Like he wasn't. It, it, especially for long stretches, like he didn't have a plan. He was just like calling a defense on Madden and just hoping that shit would work. Like, it, well, they, I just think, like, if you're going to double, if you're going to give safety help and, and hope that Lattimore can hold up on his own against Hopkins and Watson and Hopkins beat you, you so be it. You know, you live with that because Watson and Hopkins are superstars. But, like, sending a safety on a blitz in that situation and – Basically, PJ Williams being one on one with Kenny Stills. PJ Williams can't oh. run with Kenny Stills. So it like I know we're all mad at PJ Williams and we want to hate on him for giving up that touchdown. But is that really? I mean, obviously he's in that position. You you want him to make the play, but can we really blame PJ Williams there? Or is that no? Coaching? It's it's kind of like asking your it's kind of like asking your dog to play the trumpet, like you know. 
I don't, I don't, ex- yeah, exactly. I think that's a great uh, analogy. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't expect him to make that play. I mean, no. <laughs> so, I mean, we, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, as far as the defense. I mean, it'd be like telling Ralph, hey, use your bad hand and you go in here and throw this Hail Mary. <laughs> Look, to, to put a bow on it, uh, I'm not concerned about the defense. It's the first game of the season. Uh, the Dennis Allen's M.O., for the last couple of years has always been they, they start off real loose and they tighten up. They wait, tighten wait, wait, up. wait, 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 wait. Juke in the in the chat room says, can we talk about Skook's debut on ESPN? Was ESPN showing tweets during the game? Oh, probably. And, and Skooks was up there. Was it a Saints tweet or was it like a, like a local um, school district meeting tweet? Because Skooks <laughs> does a lot of that. I'm sure it was Saints related, um, uh, but uh, I, I'm not. I'm not worried. I think that they're going to tighten up. They ha- that's that's how that's what they've. No, done. it says he was on the screen. I think it was a live shot of him. And the, oh, I well, guess so. He looks like I don't know what he looks like. Yeah, how 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 do you know what Skooks looks like? He's a kid. I think I was. Somebody texted the person behind me. I think I was on the broadcast. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I, I usually I make. I didn't see you. So, I mean. Before we get to the good and the fun, the defense, the run defense was awful. But, Andrew, they had UDFAs playing. Um, so mm-hmm. that can get you know, better. One of them's already been released. <laughs> but who, but if Sheldon Rankins either can't get back or, or gets back and he's like 75% of what he was last year, how do you see the run defense being? Or is it, you know. Well, I, I think there's huge strides to be made when you get Sheldon Rankins back, Mario Edwards, and David Onyemata. Uh, that's three defensive tackles that we're missing in this game. And so you look down the roster, and that's Mitchell Lowen, who was just released today uh, to make room for Onyemata, who's back from suspension. Um, but, you know, that that's one guy back, and hopefully Mario Edwards and Rankins are not, not far behind, but... Yeah, I mean, Lowen and, and Shai Tuttle, I mean, they both had moments. Tuttle had a half sack. Uh, Lowen lit up uh, Watson on a cleanup tackle at one point. But, you know, those guys are UDFAs. And I, I think the Saints did what they could to kind of get through that first game. And I'm happy that they were able to win without three defensive tackles. But it, it's hard at that position. I mean, you, you, you eventually reach the point where, like, you can say, well, the next man's up and you got to have depth and all that. There, there comes a point where, like, you just run out of guys. And, it's you know, this, it happened Absolutely. to the Saints at corner in 2014. Like, you, you just you're, – you're putting guys out and, there and, and they're and just And you know what, Ralph? I think that number of defensive tackle might be three. <laughs> I would say it's probably two. Like, when you lose three defensive tackles, you, you're probably hurt. Um, so – the refs again were trash. Dave, are the Saints ever going to play a football game where the referees are not apologizing to us after the game? No, at this point, it doesn't seem very likely, does it, Ralph? Does it? <laughs> it does doesn't not. seem very fucking likely that we're ever going to get a goddamn officiating crew that knows what the fuck they're doing and doesn't fuck shit up. In favor of the opposing. Do the Saints team. have yeah. like a bad phone love, in the locker room that's the just the officials, NFL office to call them? I love how the officials said, like there was one official that was like the Saints game this weekend is going to be the di- most difficult game to officiate, you know. And I love that the crew that we get 
is one that doesn't even understand the rules. Like they, they've basically <laughs> gone out there and said, this is going to be a really tough one because of what's transpired. And yet we get handed a crew that doesn't understand football. And I'm going to tell you something like <laughs> as much, as much as the Rams thing was offensive um, and as much as we'll, we'll never forget that. And that we'll remember that as the most egregious thing ever. And, this the whole offseason dom, dominated the headlines was how how we were going to address pass interference and challenging it and a rule change is, because of what yesterday happened, was so worse was a big deal yesterday I, was I actually believe worse. yesterday was worse because as bad as pass interference is at least and, and even though the refs were blind and dead wrong at least that's a judgment call this wasn't a judgment call. This was plain not knowing the rules. It's like and given. That, it's that, like that it's like they gave. It's like they gave the Texans a fifth down. Correct. I mean, it's yes. just, I don't even. Know, I don't even know if it's not knowing the rules. I think it's just. I, I think that. I mean, this. Th- we're talking it's about an a clock incorrect, It's an incorrect application of the rule. As as far as where they should have. T- done the t- made the 10 second runoff start from correct right yes right. when when they went back to review the tape and they saw that michael thomas had gotten the first down at that point anything that transpired after that right did, didn't happen right and they have to go back to that point which i believe was at, at 34 seconds 33 seconds whatever and so if you do the 10 second runoff which is a rule the saints at that point should have had 23 seconds not 16 so they cost the Saints seven seconds there, which is when, when you're kicking a 56-yarder at the gun at halftime, like seven seconds could mean make it a 49-yarder. I mean, it's, I thought they cost them even more time than that. It cost them more. And here's the thing, Mike. It, it it's not that hard. It wasn't that hard to apply. And it look it, and, and and Andrew mentioned it today on the 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 daily podcast which now you don't get for free you got to pay seven or ten dollars a month it's totally worth it eight eight of you signed up for it today those are smart people you should do it too so you get the podcast every day and andrew's grades but andrew was you were saying that like drew Brees and sean payton were trying to explain it to them but i guess they didn't do a good enough job of it yeah because you know what's funny is sean payton was mic'd for that game and oh my on God. the broadcast, they didn't show Sean Payton say anything until the fourth quarter when, like, the Saints made a play, and he just goes, "Yes!" And <laughs> I just remember, I just remember turning to my wife and saying, "Malat," and saying that, "Malat." Yeah, you mean this? I'm sorry. my wife. I was waiting for you to hit that. Yeah, you're really slow on that. But um, I, I remember turning to her and saying, "Like, does this?" Really, he's been Mike the whole game, and all we get is yes. <laughs> they waited four quarters to give us Sean Payton saying yes. But, um, and I wish I could have heard his discussion with the referees at that point because him and Drew Brees were talking to him. And, I mean, I, I, I understood that right in the moment. Like, hey, you got to go back to where Michael Thomas was tackled. And I assume that they explained the rule to the ref at that point. And I, I'm just really surprised that he was having none of it. I'm surprised they weren't able to convince him. That's why that you're but, never you're never seeing that footage, because a ref it may it will make a ref look horrible, and the NFL can't have. I it. think so too. Like I the NFL, so the NFL they can they can they can say, hey, we got it wrong, and it's an, and we apologize, and and we're sorry, and we'll, we sent the Saints a letter. 
but you can't see that video. It's like, you know, it's not, obviously, it's it's not in the same realm of importance, but it's the same sort of theory with domestic violence. If you read about a player that did, he hit this woman, he gave her a blood, he, he broke her nose, he did this, he drug her, and you just read it, and you're like, oh, that's terrible. But if you see the video, you're like, Oh my God, that is horrible. Like the Ray Rice situation. Now it's not the same. Don't don't conflate it that it's the same. But it's the same sort of reaction where it just changes your opinion. And people, their opinions of the NFL refs will go down even further. And the NFL can't have it. You're never seeing that footage. I guarantee it. Never. Yeah. Well, I it's can burned. tell you. It's like the spy tapes from, from the New England. The, Goodell burned the tapes. I'm relieved that the Saints won this game because – I think we can move on from not only the Rams. I think you remember how just with the Rams, the hardest thing about it was it ended our season. And so you had to go a whole off season sitting on that. That was our lasting memory of how things ended. And to get back to this point, if the saints would have lost that game, the way that it transpired, I mean, to lose a heartbreaker like that. And then by one point with this dubious call at the end of half, which absolutely affected a couple three points in there um i just feel like that would have been we would have been right back to the rams thing and and i just think that would have been sd was kicking in yeah it would have been horrible Uh, and so honestly like as excited as i am about the way it ended and the saints winning and all that like there's a little bit of relief that, like, God, I'm, I'm glad we're not going through that this week. Totally. And, and they just have – the schedule's hard. We'll get to it as we preview the, the next set of games. And speaking of which, we will pick the game at the end of the, at the, end of the uh, show against the spread. But, Dave, if you wanted to do reckless online gambling like I did this weekend and come out ahead and make money, where should you go to do that? Uh, well – if you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Of course you take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast. It's easy. And they pay when you win. Let's face it. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Hey, did you know you could bet on games after kickoff if you're a degenerate gambler? <laughs> if by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. So join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ARMCHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code ARMCHAIR. So visit M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G today. That's my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. And I'll add, if you sign up with a $50 deposit in the next two weeks, send the confirmation that you used the promo code, and we will send you a check for $20. Uh, Armchair Media will do that for you. So just send. I love how you just play it at like random, like it doesn't, it doesn't have any rhyme or reason. There's nothing that I can do to like trigger it, it or bring it along. Any rhyme or no, it really it's, doesn't. It's uh, just, it's, it's just, <laughs> it's on its own. It's, it's an iceberg in, in a cold. You know, you know what it's like. It's like, it's like, uh, where's Waldo? You know, it's at some point in the podcast, <laughs> the Pell's Got Zion voicemail is going to get played, and you're just kind of looking through the podcast, listening, and what, at what point can you? Ah, there it was, you know. It's, that's, it's like, where's Waldo? So, Dave, we joke a lot about Loomis Math 
and that the salary cap is just a social contract and the Saints can do whatever they want. <laughs> right. But I think that makes Loomis like a hippie. It does, kind of. He's like a hippie with numbers. But here's the thing. They have to pay – they paid Thomas. They have to pay Kamara, Lattimore probably. And Ramchek yeah. erased J.J. Watt. So where is he now in the pecking order of we got to pay him? Because he well, we, went to a whole other level last night. Do we, do we know that, that – J.J. Watt was playing well, and that Ramchek was 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 really playing. You would know that if you read Andrew's grades. Well, I'm not a patron. (laughs) I'm only on the podcast. (laughs) Jesus Christ, I can't even get a free. Even the guy on the podcast. Yeah, you 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 don't get access to that, Dave. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but uh, well, it's like it's like PFT commenter on uh, on pardon my take always say says. This is why you don't want to draft well. Then this shit happens, and you got to pay all these guys. If you didn't draft well, then <laughs> you wouldn't have to pay these people. Uh, so it's a problem, and the Saints uh, really need to figure it out. Does Here's a question. Does Ramchek – what does he have to do, Andrew, to move ahead of Lattimore in the he's got to get paid pecking order? You know, I wonder if he already has. And I say that because I just want to point back to a couple things. And I I said this on the paid podcast today, and I've I've said this on the radio a couple times today. Uh, Anytime the Saints win, I get so many more radio requests. It's hilarious. Uh, But, um, you know, I think one thing that stands out to me, and we talked about how J.J. Watt, he's played 150 games. He's never had a game where he didn't record a tackle or a QB hit. Um, and he had neither. He didn't, he didn't have it. He's not on the stat sheet. He didn't have a single tackle. He didn't have a hit. He didn't have anything. Um, he did draw one hold. Um, so Ramchek did have to, did get flagged once for holding, but Ramchek was my offensive player of, of the game in my grades. And, you know, I, I said to you before the game that it was a good sign if Watt was being moved around because that meant they were trying to get him at, different matchup and that happened and I also told you that I felt like this was kind of a reference game for Ramchek and he was going up against JJ Watt and it was a tremendous matchup for him and uh, you know to me it was one of those things where it's like hey let's see how he does and we're gonna get some insight into is he a Zach Street hey Andrew I have some insight play that me and his money that's my insight (laughs) yeah I mean yeah so we have the question like is he a Zach Streif kind of right tackle. Nothing wrong with that. Great player, long career, uh, beloved by Saints fans. Um, or is he a perennial pro bowler who down the road may have a chance at the Hall of Fame kind of player? And, you know, that may be a little extreme, but I think Ramchek maybe got a little bit closer to that today and showed us the kind of ceiling that he has. And I, I really believe he's the best right tackle in the NFL not- right now. I'm not just saying that because he's probably going to come on the podcast at some point, but Zach Streif is, he's getting really good at the radio play by play thing. Like he, I mean, he's, he's really good at it. And he's, if he wants it, he's going to be the Saints radio play by play guy for a really, really long time. 
Um, Dave, do you while, have while new... we're on the su- while we're on the subject of the O line, I I think we should also shout out Eric McCoy. I think he's been a wonderful surprise. Yeah. Uh, at how much how much better was he than um, late stage um, Unger, Andrew? Uh, well, physically, I would say he was just stronger at the point of attack, especially in the run game. Uh, I thought he was good. Uh, pass pro, there was a couple things that he needs to clean up. I thought the location of his snaps uh, was hit or miss. I think a couple times there were some low snaps. I, I didn't love that. And, and because the Saints were spread five wide a lot of the game, they were out of the shotgun a ton in this game. And that that's going to take some work and need some cleaning up because – you say what you will about Unger, but his snap location was always pretty spot on, even when he declined. So you don't want to fumble there, and that, that's a concern moving forward. That's something he just needs to tighten up. But in terms of his blocking, yeah, it was good. Um, you know, so I picked Ramchek as my player of the game. I noticed uh, Pro Football Focus uh, listed Larry Warford as their best player of the game, and he, he was also very good. Uh, but, you know, Andres Pete's been catching a lot of heat. And this is a contract year for him. And I, I thought he was phenomenal in this game as well. Um, the Saints threw the ball 43 times and they ran the ball 21 times. So it's you know, roughly two to one. In fact, it's a little more than that pass to run. So there wasn't a lot of balance. And despite the fact that the Saints were throwing that much, and sometimes they were going five wide out of the shotgun where there was no running, but there was no possibility of them running the ball. Um, and despite this, Breeze was sacked one time and hit three times the whole game. Um, now, give Breeze credit for getting the, rid of the ball quickly, but I think we got an insight and we got a chance to see how good this offensive line can be when it's healthy, um, and that's a damn good. Dave, he mentioned the Saints running game. Uh, I know you were very sad about Mark Ingram doing well in Baltimore, uh, but do you have mm-hmm. a new boo? Because Latavius Murray <laughs> had a 30-yard touchdown. Yeah, it was pretty good. That was a nice little run he had. Uh, but he's got a long way to go before I uh, anoint him the next Mark Ingram. But um, I, I actually would have liked to. I, I think uh, I saw Jeff Duncan tweeted. I think Kamara had 20 touches and Murray had like eight or seven or something like that. Um, and obviously, I mean, Kamara is going to be the going to have more touches. But I would have liked to. I'd like to see a little bit more Latavius Murray. I'd like to see if they can use him like they use. Mark Ingram and give I did him. I did really enjoy that the broadcast was talking about how much the Saints missed Mark Ingram and Murray ran the very next play 30 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> it was, I saw it that was, it was so I saw beautiful. that Booger that Booger said when they line up Taysom Hill at tight end it takes the mystery away because he can either run a route or he can block. Like I mean I guess so but like what is a tight end like what is a tight end? What else is a tight end going to do? I don't know. Um, so, but that's an interesting point. Like, is 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 yesterday going to be the trend? You both of you think of of Kamara in the twenty to twenty touch range, and then um, everybody else, Murray at eight to ten, because you know if if, if Kamara does twenty, that's that's almost. Three, it's 320 touches, right, for the year. That's. I mean, I would like to see, you know, I don't know, it may go game by game. I mean, there may be certain games where Peyton, you know, says, you know what, this today 
Uh, we're going to favor Murray. We're going to go with him more. Uh, you know, obviously, as, assuming at, usually at the beginning of the game, they g- give everybody a few touches and they kind of figure out. You know, like Peyton says, we got to go with the hot hand. Um, so, I, you know, if there was ever a situation where early in a game, Latavius Murray looks like he's the hot hand. I all I want to do is I want to see Peyton stick with that and keep feeding him, as opposed to going away from it, even when it, you know, even on a on a day or a night or whatever, when it seems like Murray might, you know, might be the guy. Yeah, it, it it's just. The thing is, we, we, Andrew, we also, we, uh, we, 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 not that we gnashed our teeth, though, but we, it was a big discussion point on receiver. Who's going to be another receiver behind Michael Thomas? Is it going to be, is it going to be, uh, Butler? Is it going to be Austin Carr? Is it going to, you know, all these different guys? And it ended up being 9,000 year old Ted Ginn catching seven balls for 100 yards, uh, you know? Uh, so where are you with the receivers behind Michael Thomas? Take out, take Kamara out of the equation. Yeah, I mean, I, I expected Jared Cook to maybe be a little bit more involved. So, so I was did surprised. I. And yeah, I mean, he, he had a nice catch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I bet you did, Ralph. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a slow start there, buddy, for 182 bucks. I'll wait. I'll wait for Andrew to finish. But after this, I really want to hear how your week in fantasy football went with Jared Cook. <laughs> not well. Not well. Jared, Jared Cook and the one dollar All Stars. That's what they ought to call your team. <laughs> I have it's Jared Cook and the Hobos is what my team name is. Oh, that's fucking perfect. But continue, Andrew. Uh, we'll get to my fantasy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I was surprised not to see him. I, it was nice to see Traquan Smith make a couple plays. Um, nothing fancy, but, uh, yeah, it was weird. I mean, as much as the Saints threw the ball, uh, it was really all Michael Thomas, Kamara, and Ted Ginn. It was really those three. I mean, Traquan made a couple catches. Um, Keith Kirkwood played a handful of snaps, and he never saw the ball. Austin Carr was inactive, so... It's just funny to me that a lot of these receivers made the team and they're they're not really contributing yet. So we'll see if I, – I think, you know, we, you know how this offense is. At some point, their number is going to get called and they will get a chance to contribute. Um, and this time, it was Traquan. He was kind of the one guy that got the touchdown and had another catch. And it was just great to see Breeze. I, I, I feel like we have to say this about Breeze because – uh, I thought his interception was horrible. There's no two ways around. I think I think a lot of us were talking just about arm strength. There's a lot of arm truth or stuff going around after after the first half, uh, but he really responded in the second half. I just thought they have a large he, segment of Twitter that don't understand the arm truth or jokes. Like I have like three or four people in my timeline right now yelling at me. And I'm just making jokes about Drew Brees going to Europe and getting goat's blood. And they're just like, did you see the play? You don't understand football. His base, his, 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 his throwing base was off and this and that. And I'm like, you just don't get it. the joke. Um, but uh, another positive, uh, Dave, was... Uh, Trey Hendrickson. I'll let Dave, Dave, I'll let you talk about Trey Hendrickson being good. And Andrew, you can talk about Davenport being kind of terrible. I can't talk about Trey Hendrickson being good because I wasn't like 
particularly focusing on Trey Hendrickson or, you know, I, I don't know. I was at the game. I wasn't watching it on TV. I mean, I, I, gotta, I, I saw the sack that he did for that. He, he beat Tunsil like a drum and, and got one of his sacks, you know? So. I can actually talk about Davenport because what I will tell you, he was a little tail from the sideline since I sit right behind the bench. Uh, after Lutz hit that kick and everybody ran out in the field and celebrated, Davenport walked by himself into the locker room. Hmm. Wow. Fulking with his head down. Well, I mean, his play against, his play against Deshaun Watson on the first Texans touchdown where I literally called it on Twitter, I was like, it's fourth down. Here comes the Deshaun Watson sweep. It's Bill O'Brien. Te- you actually texted that to me before you tweeted it. I too. texted you, it to me. You really did call it. And I was like, it's the Texans. It's Bill O'Brien's go-to play on fourth and less than three. Like, he doesn't know anything else. And, like, if I can know it, the drunk cripple in Section 641 of the Dome, why can't the Saints do it? And he runs – Marcus Davenport just blows containment, and Sean Watson. He, he ended up not walking in. He actually got injured on the play, but like it was way too easy to pick up the fourth down, and I wanted to punch a wall. Um, he didn't look too injured on that uh, drive with 50 seconds left. <laughs> he did not I'll tell you that. But he did take a trip to the tent of sadness. He did twice. <laughs> um, but yeah, is 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 it time to? Raise the Marcus Davenport bust watch to a warning, Andrew. I think yeah. so. I think it's you know when you go to the beach and it's like yellow flag where it's like yeah you can swim in the ocean but just be careful keep an eye on your kids. You know it's I not like the say, it's not the red flag yet. I would it, say um, like Jim Cantori isn't getting on the plane yet, but like right. you called him and you've said hey. He's aware of a disturbance in yeah. the in the Atlantic, yeah, and he's yeah. keeping an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. that could develop here. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want Jim Cantori coming to your town. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. You don't want you don't want Jim Cantori coming to your town. So, um, you know, the, besides the 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 pass rush was good. Uh, look, the Texans' offensive line is a mess. Six sacks is six sacks, man. And, and, and at any time between 2012 and 2016, if the Saints had got six sacks in a game, we would we would be replaying and each one of them on this podcast like they were works of art. So they had some missed opportunities too. There were on more than one they occasion. Could have been a lot more, yeah. Yeah, on more than one occasion, some of those guys went flying by the quarterback uh, and missing the tackle. Yeah, like like Goff, that, that that one that Demario Davis whiffed. If they do that against Goff, like Goff oh, isn't yeah. going to do the Olay move that Watson did. Goff is going to get yeah. crushed. At the Mario Davis one, God, that it, it, this game felt very Greg Williams, though. I mean, there was binge blitzing going on. It was because a I, I feel like Dennis Allen was reaching, like his plan, yeah, wasn't working, and he was just reaching I the saw, bag and pulling it out. I saw him go double corner blitz. <laughs> Eli Apple oh, and Lattimore both blitz. I saw him drop uh, da- Davenport into – he was getting real exotic. I saw him drop Davenport to the middle of the field in coverage at one point. I saw him – I mean, Demario Davis was blitzing constantly. Um, P.J. Williams got a sack. Anzalone got a sack. Uh, so 
uh, Von Bell was the one that hit Watson and destroyed him on that last touchdown pass. So there was a lot of blitzing going on from a lot of different parts of the field. Yeah, I mean, uh, Andrew, are are we concerned at corner behind Lattimore more than we were going into the year? Because they all looked, they all had their moments of awful, and I don't think any of them got above a D plus from you in your grades. Yeah, it wasn't a great day in coverage. I mean, sometimes you got to tip your cap to. I, I thought Watson was throwing the ball awesome. I, I thought he looked great. And, you know, I've long said that kind of the he's not that young anymore, but the one quarterback that I always said that I would want if I was building a franchise is Russell Wilson. I said that, you know, five years ago when he was a little bit younger. And uh, since then, like, I haven't really seen a ton of guys where I'm like, yeah, I like some things about some quarterbacks. Don't love others. I mean, obviously, Mahomes is ridiculous, but I don't know. Watson, to me, in that game looked kind of cl- pretty close to having elite potential. Here's here's and, a question for you, Andrew, or Dave. Is uh, Anzalone, is his time, how much, how much more can he play and not be good and they bring in Kiko Alonso? How much more rope does he have? Hello. Uh, Unmute uh, yourself. No, I'm not. He he said you or Dave, so I didn't know who that was. Dave was being nice and courteous, waiting. (laughs) Because nothing is more fun than dead air. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if we had a producer, we did. We made more money. Well, if more more people, if more people would donate, maybe we can hire one. There you go. That's where I was going with that. then, then somebody could edit that out, or or Ralph, you could just not be a lazy son of a bit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, What's uh, editing? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> editing? What is that? Um, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know shit about Kiko Alonso, to be honest with you. Why? <clears throat> I know he's really good looking, but but Andrew, okay, well that's a that's a question for you. Is is how much rope does Anzalone have? Uh, it's funny. I, just hearing Dave uh, Belch just now, it reminds me of that one review we got on Apple that was just scathing. We got one star, and it was just this one guy that was highly offended about the belching on the podcast. Oh, so that reminds I, me. I, I, Get, hope, I hope that guy is listening right I now. I hope that it doesn't matter. Give us the good, go, the good old days. Go to Apple, subscribe, give us five stars, and then unsubscribe and subscribe again. We got to number 84 for North American football podcasts on Apple. And if you people would just go and subscribe and give us review good reviews, we can get in the top We 15. could get to 83, baby. We could get yeah, to we 83. Could, we could get in the top 75. Yeah. It can happen. It doesn't cost you anything. Just give us a five-star review and say they're awesome. It's five seconds. Sorry. So what was the um, question you had again? Is, K- is Kiko Alonso? Oh, Kiko how Alonso. How yeah, how much, Kiko Alonso. Yeah, how much rope does the uh, Mario brother have? Yeah, uh, with his hair. No, no rope necessary. Yeah, yeah, no rope necessary. Just use his hair. Um, you know, 
I think Anzalone's got a banged up shoulder, first of all, and that's kind of the issue. I just don't think they bring in Alonzo to begin with unless they're kind of worried about what's going on with Anzalone because this is something that he's dealt with in college, and then his first year he spent most of it on IR because of the shoulder, and again, it's a shoulder issue. So this keeps creeping up, and I think that's a big reason why. I mean, I think Craig Robertson being injured too, they just wanted to have a vet linebacker be a backup. Um, but I think the Saints kind of made this move thinking, you know, I don't, we don't know that we can count on Anzalone all year. Um, so right now I think it's less about he should be looking over his shoulder. I think it's his job as long as he's staying healthy and playing well. Um I think the Saints just want someone that's ready and capable to go if he can't. So I don't know that he should be worried about his job yet. Um, now, if this injury prevents him from playing at peak level, then I think a change could come pretty quick. Here's a super deformed ass. How do you detune Nintendo music? Hey, man, the soundboard is the soundboard. But Tom Stewart asked a good question. What's wrong with Dennis Allen in games one and two? Um, I don't think... <laughs> Defense was as bad this year, opening week, as it was last year. If you take out the Dolphins, which they're not even a pro football team at this point. But I didn't feel like the defenses were as bad this week one as they were last year. I mean, like the Saints gave up a shit ton of points. They had like three or four others. I didn't feel like the defenses were that bad until Monday night. Am I, am I, am I, did you, did you guys feel that way? Or, or did you just not watch any games Sunday? You just got shit faced drunk. <laughs> what was I doing? I don't remember what I did on. I thought the quarterback play was really bad on Sunday, generally. Other than Lamar Jackson and yes. Dak Prescott. Well, he well Lamar Jackson was playing the Dolphins. That doesn't count. You know, you know how every year people are like, would the would Alabama beat the Browns? You know, would Clemson beat the Browns? And yeah, it's always like ridiculous and stupid. I actually think Alabama might be able to beat the Dolphins this year. <laughs> I don't know. Because not only, not only are they terrible, they really don't care. Yeah, that is true. Like I think I definitely think if you picked the best college football team of the last 10 years, whatever college team you wanted to pick and you played them the year they were the best college team against this year's Dolphins team, I think they could beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins are horrific. The problem is they don't have anything more to liquidate in their roster, so they're of no interest to us. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, j- just to illustrate how bad the quarterback play was, um, you know, usually you've got a ton of guys posting huge numbers, especially early in the season when the weather's better. You know, of course, you had uh, Dak and uh, Lamar Jackson both had perfect ratings of one fifty eight point three, um, so uh, they they played lights out, but. You know, after them, there was just a lot of quarterbacks that were – Aaron Rodgers wasn't very good. Matt Ryan was bad. Uh, Sam Darnold obviously didn't look very good. Garoppolo was just kind of so-so. Kyler Murray threw two picks. Cam Newton looked horrible. Um, Kyler Murray threw one pick. I'm sorry. Cam Newton looked terrible. Jared Goff is the 31st-ranked passer. He did not play well. Ben Roethlisberger is ranked 33. Trubisky is 35. Um, and 36 is Jameis Winston. Um, 
it, Baker Mayfield was bad. So I'm just saying, like, a lot of these guys, I mean, these are a lot of household names in there. But I was very surprised at how bad, in general, quarterback play was in week yeah. one. Um, so you look at what the Saints have, and it's, it's – look, and – Tampa last year didn't ended up not meaning a damn thing, so you can't really jump to conclusions. Uh, but we talked about it on the Sunday podcast of the rest of the NFC South being potentially awful, and your stat of Where's, wait, 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 wait. Where where was the office space jump to conclusion soundbite? I don't have that. You... I need that one. Oh, piece wow. of piece of shit. <laughs> there you go. I have that. piece of shit. Um, but the you know the 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 Tampa and uh, Carolina play each other, and Atlanta plays Philly. So wait, who wait who plays Philly? Atlanta. They host Philly Sunday night. So oh. is, that, is that the same team that Matt Ryan is the quarterback for? It is. This can make it twenty-eight to three. Through Arthur Blank loving it up by 25. So there you go. But I just look at the South man, and and if the Saints can somehow, some way, get this Rams win, uh, it would just be amazing. And also, too, when the Saints win. I have a better chance of one-upping Eric Paulson in in the Monday morning uh, interview, which is good. And, oh, by the way, if you saw it, uh, I totally defeated Paulson because he wore a red tie on Monday, and I called him out on it repeatedly during the five minutes I was on, and I I declared victory. I looked I looked for the video, and I didn't see it. Is they it, is did it, it. They They – WWL, their web team, they have like – one of them left, and like two of them are on vacation. They are like super short-staffed this week and next. So I don't, oh, so we're not going to get to see it. I don't think you may not. You may not. You may get to see next Monday, but it, it's it's after you. No, just, but I want to. I want to see you tool on him for the tie. There's no video of this. And there's there's video. They just didn't post it. Oh, I know it's, it's probably my my of all my appearances, probably my best one ever. And I just it's 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 not it's not on the internet forevermore. They'll get me when Paulson humiliates me and cat mayhem happens in the background. They'll have that one online for sure. But the one where I'm victorious, they don't have it. Um, of course, of course. <laughs> of course. Sounds like the NFL not posting the uh, refs. One the Sean other... Payton conversation with the refs. Totally. That's that's how it is. Uh, um, Dave, I'm going to play this, but it's kind of bad news in a sense of, uh, Deontay Harris, he wasn't a train wreck Monday, but he was pretty bad. Um, well, what the fuck was he thinking catching that ball on the, what, the three yard line or whatever the fuck it was or the five yard line? Uh, I mean, that's... It was inside the five, yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, come on now. 
Michael Sizemore says terrible. we need the safety first and teamwork line from Pineapple Express every time a quarterback or a wide receiver makes a business decision. That's a good one. Uh, uh, but I'm not ready. I'm not ready to uh, you know. I'm not ready to give up on because you know, I'm sure in the next week or two he's going to bust one. He's going to break one loose. He's he's getting a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, if Sean Payton doesn't bench his ass first. In fact, if we're doing predictions tonight, that's my prediction. Deontay Harris, punt return touchdown. Well, let's get oh, God, that would let's, be magical. Let's get to it, and we can start by uh, reviewing the predictions from last week. Uh, let's start out with the Survivor League has one less person uh, in the Saints Happy Hour Podcast League that's on this show. That would be me because I believed in the Browns, and they did what do what the Browns do. They shit all over themselves and lost forty three to thirteen at home to the Titans. Mal, um, sometimes it really amazes me sometimes how stupid some people are. Like it really does. Like I can't believe that anybody in Week One would bet on the Browns. They're uh, still the Browns. Uh, yeah, I mean, until you know, until they're like eleven and and one or whatever. Don't fucking talk to me about the fucking Browns. Jesus Christ, idiots, idiots, all of you. Super Deforms asked, "When will WWL TV tweet a slur about Ralph?" Uh, because the WWL, the WWL eight seventy account is going to take the low road one day. By, by tweeted 12, a, a slur power. against Seth Dunlap, but Seth Dunlap is their own host. He works at their channel, and they're I know what is that? I mean, oh, it's so weird. What did he say? What did he say? Well, I mean, I won't, re- I won't repeat it. But Seth Dunlap word. is is gay. And oh, oh. the WWL 870 AM account was a homophobic slur. Used yeah. a slur against him. The F which, word. You know, it would be really? one thing if if it yes. was just a random would, account I mean, yeah, tweeting it. I'm with you. Like it was shocking to see that because it's just like there's no way that this account, like the, there's no way that someone in that building is that stupid, right? And, and they have the keys to the car. Like they have controls uh, to the social media account. Here's the thing, though. As a person that has has worked at multiple companies and run different social media, sometimes companies, you'd be surprised, they don't know who has access to what. Well, you've you've already answered the question because when you said that, you know, you have keys to some of the cars, uh, I mean, that's a mistake right there, letting somebody trusting you. <laughs> that's true. That is true. But I'm just saying, like they could, like that account for WWE, they could have a dozen people have access to it. You don't know. Right. Um, that's why they they took five hours to release the statement. They they probably have to like figure out who has access and fun. But it was wild. But if WWE wants to treat tweet slurs at me, there's nothing they can say to me that you people don't say to me on the podcast. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. Um. But so I'm out of the I'm out I don't of the know, But seriously though, like shame on them. I see yeah, that like, was horrible. That, it's horrible. I, mean, I know we're joking about this, but that was so. It bad. was. It's horrible. The tweet itself, and and you mix in the incompetence of of probably having a dozen people run the social media. It's just it, it's it's mind blowing that it comes from their own account and uh they're the people over there. They have some good people at WWL Radio. They're probably in like crisis management mode right about now. Um. But the survivor pool, you two both made it through. You don't have to. You, Andrew, you won't give out your pick until the Friday gambling show, which you can listen to it live 
uh, for free, but you only get archive access to it later. I don't know if you want to take my uh, gambling advice after my showing on Friday. I mean, one of us is fired. Hey, guys, if you saw $100 on the street, would you pick it up? (laughs) Of course you would. Probably, yeah. I probably would. The game we have a we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have the Todd Newberg. Uh, he's gonna be our guest patron picker. He's gonna join us on Friday and give out his gambling advice. He is a full on gambling de- gambling degenerate. He will not mind me saying that. Me and him were DMing on Saturday. He was doing in game betting on college football and was applauding my Rutgers pick of Iowa minus 20 versus Rutgers and Iowa covered. So he's a full on degenerate. So join us for that on Friday. Um, yeah. So no, well, listen, if you pay it in your patron, then you get to, first of all, you get to listen to that gambling show on Friday, but also uh, the Todd Newberg is our first contestant. So you, you enter a pool to be selected yes. to compete against us in this gambling pool. And if you beat both of us, you get to stay on every Friday until you lose. So good luck to you this Friday, Bodhisattva. You're going to need it. Yeah. I'm going to bring my A game. Wheel of gambling. So as for the Saints game, Sunday, 3 o'clock. It's weird that the Saints don't play a noon game until October. Um, But I'll start with you, Dave. Rams at Rams, three-point favorite. Uh, all the uh, extracurricular, blown call, baggage, anger, angst, fury mm-hmm. goes mm-hmm. into this game. Who you oh, got? Yeah. Oh, I'm Chargers, totally. I mean, uh, the Rams, mm-hmm. totally for sure. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm surprised that they're favored by... The, the Rams are favored by three. That's home field favorite. advantage, pretty much. I thought it would be um, a little bit more, maybe. I don't know. I'm actually so they're kind of basically sp- saying it would be a pick them on, on yeah. a neutral field. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I'm still. Kind Do of the surprised. Rams actually get home field advantage that points though? Like since they don't have fans. <laughs> that that's why it's kind of surprising because like they don't really have you know they don't have a crowd that like really that certainly can't compare to who that nation. But anyway. I, I, I can't guarantee that there won't be any interference um, or from the referees or any 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 anything they may do that might alter the outcome of the game. But barring we can get through a game uh, with just normal officiating, um, you know, I think I just I don't think that the Rams are the same team that they were last year. I, you know, Gurley is is questionable uh he wasn't used that much i mean he had he had like a hundred i mean but he, he picked up all that yardage late in the game and uh i just i don't know Gurley is questionable for this game no 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 i mean just questionable oh. it's like you know I, I, he's not the same player he was two years he didn't ago even get whatever. goal line carries he didn't get Ma- the goal line carries Malcolm but, I mean, Brown, but he did, I think, he did pick who? up a bunch of he did yeah but he did pick up a bunch of yardage late in the game i mean it's not like he's a total deadbeat but no i just just, he looked pretty good i just think the rams are really really managing his touches and not like in a we promise we're going to do it and then the game gets close and they don't do it i really think like he's on some sort of pitch count early in the year he is he definitely is and i'm so he's he's just not as not as scary as as you know he used to be but um i mean look (laughs) 
this is football and it's all about uh, motivation and how you how you play out on that field and and what drives you and I nobody's going to be more motivated on Sunday in that stadium than the Saints are going to be and a motivated Saints team that is really hungry and that really 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 wants to win yeah they they usually uh, usually get what they want so I just don't see the Saints losing this game. I know it's in L.A., West Coast, time difference. Um, but and, and, and Goff, too, so far, you know, this, this past week, Goff didn't look incredible. I, I just, you know, I'm just not that, I'm just not sold, and I'm not that impressed on the Chargers. And uh, so I'm going to go. Rams. I mean, sorry, the Rams. I keep, it's like at the L.A., L.A. thing. I can't, I can't keep them, keep them straight. But anyway, uh, Chargers are next week, though, right? Uh, nope. Oh, sorry, Seattle. Yeah, I knew we were going to the West Coast. Um, but uh, so I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Saints. Uh, I think they're going to put up a bunch of points. I'm going to say Saints 38, and I'm going to say Rams uh, 21. And uh, I already said it, Deontay Harris. He's going to. Oh one. yeah, punt return. Andrew, who you got? Uh it's funny. The last time I picked the Saints to lose, which was probably like week nine of last year, I had like people come at me on Twitter like, "How can you call yourself a Saints fan and pick against the Saints?" I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I guess I, I could like pick I'm them to go. Crazy pills. I, I guess I could pick them to go sixteen and zero every year, and but you know, I, I feel like. I picked them to go 11 and five. So I got to pick them to lose some games this year. Um, That doesn't mean I'm not a saints fan and that I'm not rooting for them to win people. It just means I'm being realistic that they can't win every single one. It doesn't make me a bad fan. Um, But I feel like this is a tough one. Uh, I just don't feel like the defense is there yet. And I think the Rams at home are going to clean up some stuff offensively. So I think the Rams are going to come at them strong. I'm nervous about Brandon Cooks. I just feel like he has played pretty well against the Saints the last couple times. Uh, and, you know, with this whole PJ thing and not looking that good, and I don't know, it just makes me nervous. So I, I think it's going to be the opposite, actually. I think it's the Rams are going to put up a lot of points, and it's going to be like 38-21. And, you know, the Saints will be close ooh. for a little while, like maybe down a couple scores, but, like, they'll get the ball back and there'll be hope. Um, and then at some point they'll be – a, a Camara fumble or something, and they'll put us away. So, uh, yeah. you know, listen, I, I think Dreadful. we knew the schedule was going to be hard, and this is why we said the Texans game was important to win. We know that we said, hey, if you can get two and two through these first four games, uh, then you're set, you're, you've are set set yourself up well for the rest of the no, season. No, if they're two and two, they've, I, I they've set me it. up to interview Les East is what they've done. They cannot be two and two. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But I think they dropped this one. I'm going to pick the Rams to win, but I will say the Saints player of the game uh, will be, um, I think Michael Thomas seems to always do well against the Rams. I think he'll have a big one. Well, I was going to, I was all set to agree with you, Andrew, but here's the thing. Like I picked the Saints 14 and two. If I pick them to lose to the Rams, it basically means that I've already changed my mind about my 14-2 and prediction. But I can't change it because that's what it is. So, Saints are winning. 
24. The Saints are going to look amazing. I'm sure Antonio Brown is going to get cut because he got accused of uh, raping a woman. I'm, maybe the pa Patriots, they'll cut him loose. And the Saints will move, slide back up to being the Super Bowl favorite by the middle of next week. How about that? It would be the it would be the sanciest thing ever if they were to crush the Rams, crush the Seahawks, come back, crush the Cowboys, be four and zero, we're on cloud nine, and then and then they lose to Tampa. That would be this. Oh, that would be very. Jameis yeah, lights them happening. up. That would that that'd be that'd be that'd be almost like classic Peyton. I, I'm kind of here for that. I'll be honest. <laughs> Winning those first four games and then losing at home to Tampa, who, oh. who's winless at the time, like I, I, I'm kind of here for that. Yeah, yeah, it would be. I'm would not. They got to go 14. Yeah, no, I mean, you, if you were offered that right now, you would take it. Yeah, I probably would. Did y'all get Leslie's phone number? By the way, you better start thinking of nice things to say to him. I know. I went to comp. I went to complimentafriend.com. <laughs> Make a list. Are you being serious? Have you been Have you been to compliment an enemy yet? No. Was that really no. a website? No, I don't know. No, Probably I is. Made, I just made that up. <laughs> so, Jock says, "Yeah, right. The Patriots aren't cutting him. Yeah, that's my mistake. He could. He could. They, they had. They literally have had murderers on their team. So they're not <laughs> cutting Tony O'Brown. I'm so dumb. Um." But this wraps up uh, the big show. And like we said, look, seriously, rate us, review us. If we could get in the top 75 or 50 just one time, then me and Andrew can screenshot it and it can be our avatar for the Saints Happy Hour Twitter for like a week that we were that high. Um, so, well, Would you really want to deprive us of something like that? Yeah, I mean, come you on. Know? This little ramshackle podcast with no network with no ad, with no um no uh oh, we have ads we have ads we don't have like marketing we don't have a producer we don't have uh we barely have passable audio 75 percent of the time i mean and for us to be in the top 50 it's like the little engine it's like the little crippled drunk engine that yeah, we only have five working hands between the yeah three of us. <laughs> oh. Well, no, Kevin, we have Kevin when Kevin oh, shows up. So we have seven. Seven. <laughs> so. It's an odd number. That's all we need to know. <laughs> so, so uh, yesterday was amazing. That's why you. That's why you people love this sport. That's why we love the Saints. It was just tremendous. So uh, it's been fun tonight. Thanks for all the the fifty or so of you that were in the live stream. You may have admitted more than that. Uh, so, for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, who's MIA, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar is closed. Want to know, baby? First place. <laughs>